Hi, everyone. I'm here with Andy Dule. He's the co-founder of Chop Walk Express. Uh, thanks so much for, for coming on, Andy. No, thank you. Thank you very much for the uh, invite. Uh, um, look, just to just straight off, uh, I wanted to ask about the business, uh, Chop Walk Express. Uh, I've also seen Chop and Walk as well. Uh, there's obviously a, a relationship there uh, between the two. But but so tell me about the business and and what you do and and um, and your your customers, if you like. Yeah, sure. So uh, Chop and Walk was originally founded around uh, nine years ago by myself and my brother-in-law. Um, it was it was based around kind of fresh food, fresh ingredients, uh, Pan-Asian uh, themed um, um, takeaway business. And, uh, you know, we grew it to uh, a good amount, around half a dozen, I think, uh, at, at the time. And then we thought about franchising and Whilst we uh, looked at franchising Chop and Walk, I think over the over the last four to five years, especially during the pandemic, we realised that we need something much more, something much more scalable, something much more simpler, and something much more franchisable. Um, so that's when we developed the 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 express format, which you know doesn't have the inherent pitfalls and and the um, and the hurdles that um, you know the the Chop and Walk brand did have. Uh, when we were setting up and I'm talking about things like planning permissions and getting uh, you know gas into places and you know having to hire skilled chefs uh, all of these kind of impediments we've uh, managed to do without with the express format yeah so it's a much leaner leaner model basically yeah much leaner much simpler um, it just makes it operationally it just just makes it a lot more easier for for the franchisee and I think the key here isn't just uh the model and the concept being leaner and simpler but also uh it, it's it's a lot more cost effective um as, as well for the franchisee because they can see that there's um there's fewer ingredients to have to to have to uh uh to, to have to contend with um but also i think it's it, it's about getting consistency right as well whereas with chop and walk it was really down to how good your chef was uh, with Express, it, it's it's just it's just a, a much more simpler method to follow, and therefore there's no need for a skilled chef. So consistency uh, and 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 lower operating costs, better margins, uh, and quicker and easier to set up. Okay, and um, is it Chinese cuisine principally, or or fully, or how, how do you how do you kind of position yourself in yeah, that in that sense? It's it's, it's Pan Asian, so we have. Um, Again, with the express model, what we've done was we took our best sources that we used to make in-house and we have them manufactured for us now. And, and they're based on various themes. So we've got a, a Malaysian style sauce. We've got a, 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 a Japanese style sauce. We've got Indian style sauces. So it's, it's uh, and, and, and of course, Chinese, uh, traditional Chinese sauces. So it's Pan-Asian, I'd say. So it's a, it's a fusion. Is it? And and the so the recipes, if I was a... Um, if I was a customer, I was going going and getting a getting some food from from a, a Chop Walk Express. What what would I expect to see on the menu? What what is my choice? Is it a fusion? Um, I, I haven't been to one yet. I would love to because it's kind of right up my street. Um, uh, I'd like it to be like right up my street actually. <laughs> so that would be great. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I live very rurally, um, and you might might struggle to find a, a location up where I am. It's, it's just mm. not not enough people around. I don't think, but. But we know we have a Chinese just down the street, down, down the road. We, you know, we use it all the time and it's pretty busy, I have to say. So, you know, never know. It might, might be able to help out there at some point. But but yeah, just so just to go back to the menu then. Um, it, is it 
yeah, you say Pan-Asian. Uh, is it that fusion? So the sources are made, they obviously unique and bespoke to you. And 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 you are taking, you know, various flavor flavors and combining them. Um, how do people understand what to order? It's just it's a silly question, I suppose. But, you know, because it because obviously you're creating something which is new, right? In, in many ways. I mean, there's obvious noodle options and things are, are well known, but the, the sources and the fusions, I'm guessing there'll be new taste sensations in there. Um, and 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 how do you how do you kind of market to uh, to, to people to come and spend money with you? That's a you know, it's an important thing. Yeah, sure. Well, look, there's some there's some uh, popular kind of cult favorites, if you want. So right from kind of Beijing black bean sauce to, to kind of sweet and sour and teriyaki. Uh, and you know, pretty much everybody knows what those sauces are. Uh, but we also have some sources that are unique to us. And, you know, what we do is we try and push that as much as you can on, on our social media channels. And uh, I think the reviews for Express speak for themselves. I think uh, people have their firm favorites and, and they say so within their reviews. So um, if the customer doesn't know, I'm sure they'll do the research before they come. And if they if they don't, then um, they'll find some 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 fairly popular and ubiquitous uh, tastes that they might find elsewhere. Yeah, I've been on your Instagram account. It's uh, it's really good. <laughs> it's it's really, really, really interesting. I was flicking Thank through you. that. So that, that was great. Um, what, tell me a bit more about your your kind of journey into this, Andy, and, and how how you came to decide on this particular kind of model uh, in, in a food and beverage sector. And, and what's your what's your background in that? How did that all come about starting the business originally? Yeah, sure. So I'm a co-founder. I was invited by my brother-in-law actually to uh, start Chop and Walk. Um, and I think, I mean, as as the kind of brand and the and the concept grew, we both realised that it that it wasn't quite the concept that we needed to have for franchising. And then, you know, it, it was my suggestion that we make it much more scalable. And uh, we then kind of went away and tried to figure out how we could do so. Um, and I mean, that's just as a result of, of uh, not just learning from the customer, but also learning from existing stores, own and franchised, uh, but also looking at what other people were doing out there and seeing how they had become much more scalable uh, and, and, and much more numerous than ourselves and, and looking at how to not reinvent the wheel, but just just to just to, just look at shortcuts that, that might get us to where we needed to get to. Um, so, yeah, it's just a combination of, um, you know, looking around us and uh looking out for best practice but also going back to the drawing board and you know talking about the sources uh taste testing uh, a lot of taste testing and um when it comes to kind of uh switching from raw meats to pre-cooked meats it's about you know going to various wholesalers and figuring out you know which types of chicken we wanted to use or which type type of pre-cooked prawns we wanted to use so yeah just a, a lot of um you know visiting suppliers visiting kind of competition going to london a lot having a look and and, and seeing what people are doing in, in the capital um that's that's pretty much the journey there, there isn't there wasn't really much more to it i mean in terms of the actual franchising side of it it was uh it was hamilton pratt that had got us uh our our, 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 our legal paperwork in place that was fairly straightforward we we kind of outsourced it to them and they were very good with that um and yeah, in terms of marketing with Chop and Walk, it was it was pretty much word of mouth when we first started. Didn't really do any marketing. It was just a case of, you know, existing customers or friends and family of customers and staff that wanted to take the franchise. 
Uh, and now with Express, it's uh, we're actually going to market for the first time. Um, come January, we're, we're uh, lined up with a few different franchise portals, and you know we're um, we're confident of of what we're going to get in only because we, we we know that we've made it a lot more attractive compared to the old heritage model, if you want. Yeah. So so twenty twenty four is uh, is your first full year jumping into franchising with a real in a real proactive manner would you say yeah yeah absolutely and um you know we've been hesitant up until now because we weren't sure whether we had the model um you know absolutely right but but we spent the best part of the last two well all of the last two years perfecting it making sure that there wasn't any area that that we could honestly say wasn't a, a franchise saleable part of the business um you know we wanted to take away as much burden from 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 any prospect coming in we wanted to take away as much hassle as we could and we wanted consistency and of course keen margins so uh I, th I think now is the right time we're there we've opened our first express store in the in in, in Birmingham city center that's that's opened with uh huge aplomb um it's had rave reviews we've had fantastic amount of influencers attending a couple of uh celebrities also so that's been that's been good and that's really the model that we want to push forward and also um, kind of um, put in the face of uh, prospects who do want a food franchise, but not have the hassle that could be associated with perhaps other, other brands out there. And yeah, so, so franchising, obviously very well known in the, in the, in a, in a kind of F and B sector. When, what was that, what was that thought of as the, as the growth model from the very beginning with your co-founder or you, or when, when was that decided, you know what, this is, the way to grow this and open locations is franchising. Was it always that or, or were there other thoughts before? Um, I mean, there's, uh, there's no secret about franchising having had kind of, um, you know, extended family and franchise schemes vis-a-vis -vis kind of subway and kind of uh, other, 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 uh, you know, supermarket brands as well. It's, it's no big secret. Um, when did we, I don't think there was, there was ever a time, you know, we'd always thought that we, that we need to franchise to, to get to scale. Um, but we always knew that we weren't ready quite for it. Um, I would say probably 2017, 18 was when we first thought, well, actually, um, but well, I think, I think that was a time when we started to franchise some of our existing stores. Yeah. Just to kind of test and, and kind of, you know, see how it went. And it's from there that we thought, well, actually, here's how we need to change the model because, you know, this doesn't quite work and this doesn't quite fit. You know, we're, if, if we change a couple of these bits and bobs, then uh, perhaps we've got something that we can market. Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting, uh, Mandy, because obviously you're in you're in the F and B sector. We deal with you know we deal with businesses in every single sector from from care to van base to to cleaning to you know home based premise based this kind of thing and um, and and. You know, it's really only F and B is the one where everyone that that starts an F and B business they understand franchising like they know it already. It's it's like you're saying you you you've grown up around it in one way or another. You've had family or friends that have franchises, so for you it's quite a natural thing. For most people in the general population in the UK, US, wherever you look, it's pretty unknown. You know, and and. People might, if you ask them what franchising is all about, they might say, oh, yeah, that, you know, McDonald's is a franchise. And they name brands that are just 
to them totally out of reach and it's they don't relate that to how they could be a franchisee or how could they they could have a franchise business so um so it, it's really interesting for me because to to hear how just for you it's quite natural really um but for mm. for, for most people it really isn't and um yeah that's mm. that and that's really who we who we're trying to aim this at is, is just help people understand wow this there's, there's so much more to franchising than 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 just what you might think about it and um so so yeah uh, no that's 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 really really interesting and uh, up to now what, what would you say has been the the biggest hurdle to to uh, you know to being a franchise brand i mean you're launching properly in in 2024 let's say i mean i you know i, I know you've done stuff before that but but really you're saying 2024 is is the is the year you're going to go big if you like hopefully and that's what that's uh, that's the idea um but what's been the biggest what's been the single biggest hurdle for for you and a brand up to this point uh, location um i think you can you can get the best of any product from any sector but if you've got if you've got it in the wrong location it's it's not going to work so uh for us i think one of the biggest learning points with the uh, the heritage brand is is getting the right location certainly um that's i'd say the biggest i'd say secondarily it's uh it's it's about it's about getting through the uk's complicated planning laws i think uh you know if we'd have had the 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 e-classification 10 15 years ago i think you'd see a much more vibrant high street than you do see now i think uh the fact that that's changed and the fact that we've amended our cooking methods to heating methods i think that's that's been really helpful um so yeah uh, location planning and i think getting thirdly i think get, getting the right candidate as well i think if we if we if we focus on uh, you know kind of first come first serve i think there's a danger of just wanting to franchise for the sake of it and getting the right candidate i think that's 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 the third uh, impediment which which we which we hope to address with our launch yeah so let's so let's talk about that so tell so for anyone listening that's interested in the sector maybe they're interested in a in a chopwalk express franchise indeed then what are you actually looking for in a in a in a franchise partner or a franchisee um des describe your ideal profile of that person to me i think more than anything on their cv or on their you know on on their on the employment history i think it's just somebody who really buys into the concept somebody who really trusts and 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 places their faith in in, in what we're trying to achieve i think if you if you've got somebody who's who's half-hearted about it or isn't convinced but nonetheless proceeds i think you, you know you're in for a much more rockier road than you'd want to be um so yeah you know somebody who's got real trust and faith and perhaps even love for the brand as well yeah no i, th I think yeah exactly I, I think that's what i've my experience in fmb is is that you you have to the person that's going to invest has to love the product yeah. like they have to it, it it goes hand in hand and um, and and therefore the the that's that's a massive selling point is is anyone interested in a chopwalk express they've got to go and experience the the food right and and the taste sensations uh mm. and and just the whole the whole thing and they got to love that first then then of course you from there you 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 look at it uh from a from a business perspective too so uh we we, we definitely you know we definitely see see that trend and um I, I think i read somewhere that you're 
you're ideally looking for people to 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 open multiple locations over a number of you know over, over a period of time uh have multi you know multi-unit owners is that is that right is that is that who you would ideally like to to, to yeah. have come on yeah, board absolutely. i mean uh, again with the heritage model it was it was gas based it was you know we'd have to have expensive uh extraction based systems and kind of planning applications that in itself meant that it would take kind of upwards of uh, 9 12 18 months to open a store with the new model it's all uh, it's all electric based there's there's no need for externally venting extraction um and there's no cooking being done in store so it just makes it a lot more scalable hence we know that this makes it much more appealing for somebody who wants to open multi units and that together with the fact that you know, it's a much more simpler menu, a lot less ingredients and uh, better margins means that um, it, it it does become that much more appealing. Um, not just that, but I think it, it opens us up to 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 better spaces. Um, in fact, uh, just just early this week, we we're inside um, Boring and Grand Central in Birmingham looking for yeah. an internal unit. Um, and it's places like that where we can kind of get the footfall that we need to showcase the brand in 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 the light that it that it deserves, really. Uh, I, I should think so. You know, opening us up to indoor units, whether they're shopping centres or train stations or airports or you know um, service stations, it, it really does open the door for us. Whereas traditionally, again with the old chop walk model, it wasn't it wasn't quite so. It would have to be outside. It would have to be you'd have to have gas. You'd have to be certain you could get planning, otherwise it'd be a huge waste of time and effort. Um, whereas, we, you know, with the newer model, we can forthrightly say that look, we're looking for multiples because it's it's uh, it's 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 multiple friendly. Yeah, no, I get I get that, and yeah, you mentioned you mentioned finding the right people, and that's that's absolutely the priority. But in terms of you know, in terms of growth and locations, how do you? What's your kind of business planning and strategy around that? How do you set targets and objectives for say 2024 and beyond? Um, what's the vision generally to with with the brand and, and how you're going to go national and be national one day? Sure. Okay. Well, um, I mean, clearly there's a number of uh, franchise portals that I'm going to be trying and testing. I've signed up to around half a dozen of those. Um, there will be a good amount of leads coming through those, but I think crucially it's the people that are handling the leads so uh, there's two of us from head office that are handling the leads internally uh, from two of the portals, that is. And then from the other four portals, we're uh, outsourcing those to consultants. And then we're going to see how, how each of us do. I mean, you know, we're not certain how we're going to do. Um, the consultants tell us that they're very confident how they're going to handle the leads. And I think it's just a case of trying it and seeing what works and what doesn't work. Um, I mean, in terms of the... Uh, the property, I'd say we're in good hands with the likes of AB Property and uh, uh, Siddle Jones, I believe, although I forget the name. You know, they're, um, uh, you know, both of those agencies are are really, really experienced in finding good property. They, you know, they're the ones that arrange the, the appointments at the units that we've seen this week. And we trust them to get us the better locations that we're seeking. Um, aside from that, there's, there's a, there's, uh, and this is something new in itself. I mean, because we've been trying influencer marketing with the new Express store, we're, we're also giving influencer marketing a try with uh, pushing the franchise scheme as well. That's exciting. Um, it's it's 
Uh, it's unknown territory, as is the rest of it, to be honest. But it's unknown territory insofar as I think franchising marketing is concerned, because I can't see anybody that has done that so far. So that's that's exciting for us. Um, and I think the fourth part of the this 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 multi-headed campaign is 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 social media marketing. Again, never tried it before. We've put plenty of posts out there about franchising, but we've never proactively put money behind any sort of franchise marketing campaign. So that's 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 the fourth element of it. So yeah, you know, in and amongst these uh, franchise portals, franchise consultants who who themselves come with a wealth of uh, of, of um, connections and contacts, we've got influencer marketing and we've also got social media marketing. And it really is just a case of, uh, you know, diving in deep and seeing what we find and kind of how we handle it, how we get to grips with it. Right. Yeah. And, and I saw um, I saw you also own a, a, a cocktail bar. Is that right? In Bourne? Oh, no, I the... used to. Uh, I used oh, to. Oh, you used to. Yeah. Right. OK. I yeah. To. I used to be in yeah. partnership with one. But uh, no. Yeah, that was uh, that was a few years ago now. <laughs> uh, OK, that's a that's a previous a previous life. Right. Because yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to. I was gonna, I was gonna dig into that if so, so and say, oh, are you franchising that as well? But um, no, no, it's all good. Chop, chop, walk Express is your, is your, uh, yeah. Merge, yes, merge. that's my baby. Um, having said that, but my wife just started a. Uh, I say just started. She started a, uh, um, a business last year, which which we found to be very much franchisable. So she's she's just attracted two new franchisees and. It's it's in the beauty sector, so we're really excited about that, and I'm going to be helping her push that too. Uh, it's um, it's it's about pain 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 free laser hair removal. Uh, that's, that's 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 the core part of the 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 business, but it's 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 much more than that. It's about kind of um, it's about kind of whole, you know, looking after yourself as a whole. So there's there's all sorts of other various facets to her business, and it includes kind of body sculpting and fat removal and uh you know it's, it's it's one of these places where you can walk in you know much like you would with your car when it needs an mot you walk in uh <laughs> looking like you do but then you walk out looking like something else <laughs> so the MOT. <laughs> and no andy i i can see what you're doing here you you, you know because customers probably going to get hooked on chop walk express food then yeah. they know where they can go to sort themselves out if they eat something. <laughs> <laughs> it's very smart i like it, I like it a lot. So. Um, well, I mean, in, in terms of franchising in itself, I think I think the key is to, to to figure out whether you've got a model that works. And once you know that the model works, I don't think there's a better way of scaling at all. I think unless unless you've got a wealth of investment behind you, which let's be honest, uh, most of us don't. I think franchising is the best way forward, and it's I think it's it's a it's it's an achievable way of uh, you know getting to scale insofar as your visions and dreams uh are concerned i think i think it's 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 probably going to be the best way ever yeah no no i i agree i yeah i was going i mean i was going to ask if there was kind of one one tip from you you'd give give business owners looking at maybe franchising their business but i think you've just done it right there and um again i as you go into 2024 i always you know i always say look numbers are one thing but people are the main thing and and the right people are are what is you know, that's what's going to make you grow your brand in the right way. And sure. if growth is slow in the beginning, and I think, to be honest, it always is. I, I don't think there's a franchise or unless they got big equity behind them, which most don't. You're absolutely right. Um, the, the ones that grow really fast, when you look into them, 
they have private equity groups, they've got funding, they've got millions they throw at marketing and and, and all of that kind of stuff. And that, that's unusual. Um, and you can't really model yourself on those guys because uh, that's mm. just different a different story. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no. Mo most franchisors we've ever worked with, it's a yeah, it's a it's a slow and steady start, and that's the key thing. And then then you can grow from a really solid foundation. So um, yes, yeah, it sounds like sounds like that's what you're that's what you're aiming for, and 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 take it from there. So um, look, Andy, thanks so so much for for coming on. It's it's been great chatting to you, and you know, good good luck with it all. And hopefully our paths will cross in in twenty twenty four. That's right. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the invite. Cheers. Enjoy the rest of your day. Cheers. Bye. Cheers, Andy. Cheers. Bye. Bye.